Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. You are listening to the 1420 Sports Podcast. Four beer with a sports talk and a whole lot more with your hosts, Brent Radlinski and Dave Van Robes. Listen in as we talk everything happening in the world of sports from a beer drinker's perspective. It's just like sitting in a sports bar, but with your pants off. Sports, beer, and shenanigans. So sit back, grab a few beer, and let's get into it. 1420 Sports Podcast Show 209 brought to you by Manscaped on June the 14th, 2022. Dave, the weather, man, we get, like we talked off air a little bit here, we get three, maybe four months of good, solid summertime here where we live in Canada, uh, in Alberta. We, we Yes, we don't get the snow because we have the Chinooks that bl- blow through here and there, but we only get four solid months where you can depend that it's going to be nice. We can wear shorts. It, yeah, you're you're going to get the odd rainstorm here and there. Uh, where we are, Southern Alberta, it's a very different climate. Uh, irrigation takes care of the, the rainfall, so the farmers can have their water to, to grow the wheat and everything else. But my oh my, the last two days, it's been torrential downpours. Like it's not going to stop. You expect to see. Noah's Ark going down the street around here. It's been fucking brutal. You know what? And the 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 bad thing is, is Sunday afternoon was goddamn near perfect. I was in the ball field, Dave, and I can't agree with you anymore. It was sun, it was sunny. It was twenty three with a gentle breeze. I even posted a picture. I was just hanging out in my backyard. It was so yeah. nice. I said, fuck it, I'm taking an hour and I'm going to be lazy. And that's what I did. I brought up the good lawn chair. I sat in the backyard and I had a cigarette and a beer. And it was it was like I was in Mexico. Fast forward to uh, Monday. Holy. Not just rain, brother. <laughs> Sideways. It, it was like 40, 40, 60 km an hour wind. Like it came at you. It was bad outside today. It was, yeah. I, I would prefer to be outside in minus 10 degrees Celsius with sun than that shit we dealt with today. Yeah, I went across the street to get groceries yesterday. And as I was walking back across, I, of course, I'm dumb. I want to wear shorts as much as possible. And I had to, it's only a two minute walk, but I, I said to myself, Lord, we only get four months of summer around here. Can you just give us that? Like I started thinking about Beach Boys songs and all the leaves are brown, the sky is gray, and it's it's only June. It's like Jesus, man! Can you just give us that? Brutal. We need it. We need the moisture and everything else for the farmers. Everything we need. We I I understand that because it was 
dry as a camel's ass, but my God. It but was, how, about uh, a, how about a thunderstorm at night and then give us a nice day? Like, I'll take a thunderstorm every night. Let it rain care. all night after 10 o'clock when the ball games are over, everything else, golf, golf's done. 10 o'clock, rain yep. as much as you want till 5 a.m. You bet. And, and let us have summer and, and be done with it. That's how it should be done. We got it. Partly cloudy, 25 degrees Celsius. You should write a letter. I don't know who you'd write I, it to. Well, I should. don't know. You know, I went to private school and church all the way to the like the age of like 20. Yeah. And you know, I didn't get I didn't get what I wanted then. So so I don't know if I'm praying to the wrong guy or maybe I'm just not earnest enough. It's all Dave. Be, you know what? It's all the same guy. It's the same I, book. I should be more earnest. Earnest. Er, yeah, Ernest goes to fucking camp. That's about all Ernest you're going to get. But anyways, uh, Dave, last night, slow night. The Yankees weren't on TV. I didn't have to be on the field. Wasn't playing golf. Just sitting around the house like I said, it was raining. Uh, the Edmonton Oil Kings, they ended up winning the uh, WHL championship last night uh, in game six. And I got thinking, I put it on the Twitter machine, I believe that if your team is on the road in a game six, to, and they can wrap it up, but you got tickets for game seven. Do you want them to wrap it up in six? Or are you secretly hoping, selfishly hoping, to go to game seven to watch it live? Win it. Win it. Get it over with. Give up. It's about the rings, right? Because, like, the indecision, I'd be a nervous wreck. Um, and if they lost, I'd, I'd never forget it. And I'm never going to forget their win, even though I was watching on TV, as opposed to being there in per. obviously being there in person to watch them win. That would be the best, like a, a chance, like a, an elimination game at home yeah. and watching your team win that. But, but like the, the winner go home at home, uh, God for this. Yeah, I, 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 like, I'd be a little, a little just disappointed if I couldn't see the championship, uh, the game seven winning at home. But I, I would take the the win over because no matter what, you, you have a two day window in there, you'd be a complete wreck. Um, that it wouldn't be a lot of fun. The uh, speaking of two two day windows, Dave, um, for some reason the NBA needs three and four days. I watched that game last night as well. The Celtics and the uh, Golden State Warriors. The Warriors were up by uh, a lot early, and they never relinquished the lead once. Once again, another shitty NBA game that didn't – I shouldn't say shitty. Maybe the ins and outs of the game were a little bit better, but there wasn't any drama. Golden State had a lead early. They scored often, and it was done. And now they're taking three or four days off again. Yes, they're traveling from East Coast to West Coast and back and forth, like from one end to the other. But other sports do that too, man. Like, what's with the NBA? I have no idea. Like, so we're June 14 today. Yes. Yeah. June 14 game one. I just looked it up as you were talking there was June two and they just finished game fucking five. They need two days less a week to play five fucking games. Where's the competition in this? Like, I don't understand. Is it because they want the players to be healthy or is it because it's still programming and they want to drag it out and have the, 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 the talking heads every, every day because they get good ratings for that. It has to be about ratings. Otherwise they wouldn't do it. Maybe it's something simple. Like, cause the NHL would have been playing tonight. If there was a game seven with the ring or is it last night with the Rangers 
and may, maybe it's that maybe it's something that the other networks have have a deal i don't know or maybe it's something to also with the uh u.s opens coming up this weekend we also have luke's lock coming up uh later on the show I, I think there's a lot but every other sport can just go every other night and we've talked about this before in the show dave the nhl used to do a two nights in a row one night off two nights in a row one night off travel travel, travel and then game it was done a seven game series used to take 10 days if that if that i don't know i think they should do that i don't understand it like well i do understand because they're dragging it on more revenue for the tv partners and it's never going to go back to the old way um but like because you know how in that first round of the playoffs you have eight games a night so every other night you would have 16 games like that's yeah. i get how that can be a little much but you know i'm only watching one one and a half a night anyways i don't have six hours to fucking kill on a tuesday evening to watch hockey for that long no and i'd especially have that much time to watch basketball because i remember back in the yankee heyday there'd be a game every night night off every and it was just games 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 and you would be much more in, enthralled with it and much more engaged with it i think i thought it was better back everything's obviously better back in the day but the way that nba can drag this out because i think it, as, as you get into summer, you find more things to do and you forget about the championships that are happening on television. That's my opinion. I, and I'm, I'm that way, not just with, with, with basketball, but with hockey. Like I've said that a, a thousand times back when the NHL would have NHL Stanley Cup playoff games on a Saturday afternoon in June, in May, whatever month, I'm not watching. I'd be on the lake or, or golfing or whatever. Yeah. Well, you know, you mentioned too that um, you know they're sports junkies and, and and we're not Americans, right? We don't live down there, and and I think the sports bar culture is is something that it's a lot know, we different. Can't even, it, I, I do believe it's a lot different. And and as you mentioned, the U.S. Open, I looked at the the I, I kept that NBA schedule open. Game seven is set for Sunday at uh, seven o'clock our time, so nine p.m. Eastern. The U.S. Open's done. The U.S. Open's done, and everybody's like, and then everybody's in the bar anyways, and now they're doing pregame and shit like that. Yeah. Well, you can pull a shift on that day if you're a sports bar junkie, and it might be a pretty goddamn good day. I'll I'll give you that. There's people who are smarter than us that figure this stuff out and say, we'd have games here, have games there, because this will work in advertising dollars. We can increase it and everything else. uh, It's business, and that's, that's the way they do things. And they, uh, they're much more bigger production value than the 1420 sports podcast. So we'll give this, this one little thing to him for sure. Um, Just one more second into that. I imagine the U S open golf is going to have a crazy amount of eyeballs on it this week due to that live controversy. Right. I think it's going to be huge because some of those live guys are allowed to play this weekend and everything else. I think it's going to be a huge, huge number. Yeah. I, but I think the U S especially if it's close, if it's, if it's, is is DJ if it's like DJ and Rory on on the final pairing, it's going to have the biggest numbers the U.S. Open's ever had. You know, I was watching yesterday, Dave, the uh, the highlights from the Canadian Open. Just we'll get off the we'll get onto our show tonight, but I was watching the Canadian Open, the the final uh, pairing and the last holes, everything else, in the highlights. I got a bit of a man crush on more Rory McIlroy. I like that cat, man. He seems like he's a good t- he's a good time. A genuine fella. He he seems to like Canadians. He was having a good time. 
He plays hard. He's got 21 plus, um, uh, 20 plus PGA wins over the years. And he doesn't one seem more, like, and he doesn't seem like Norman. a fucking nozzle. Like he seems like a pretty decent guy. I, I got a bit of a, like, and the way he was uh, embracing uh, the Canadian Open and everything else when, when he won on Sunday, I kind of like that dude. I, I've always kind of liked Rory. Like he was young. He he's one may argue that he uh, he's underachieved a little bit, but now he's won one more title than Norman on the PGA Tour, uh, twenty one, and back to back Canadian champion. And he he spoke finally from the heart. And it's I don't know if that's an act either, but I don't think you can do that without having real emotion and like some, some yeah, emotional skin in the game, which, which, which it seems to me he does. And, and that makes a guy more likable. No, he he seems like he's always got a smile on his face. He seems to be having a good time. I don't think he takes himself too seriously. Um, He, I think there was a a moment in his career. He started out really strong early, (laughs) had a pretty good time in the middle. Now he's getting a little more mature and he's winning some tournaments and and finishing strong. I know I, I quite, I quite like him a lot. He's uh, one of my top, uh, top guys to watch for sure. Um, Dave over the weekend, um, I did something I want to say youth baseball, but American Legion baseball ages 14, 15 to 17, 18 years old. There's all ran the gamut of, uh, of ages there it's different than i'm used to with uh with college guys and uh wcbl guys so there's a lot more parents in the stands and a lot more of that stuff going on umpiring that so that that adds an extra element to a to a baseball game i don't let it bother me because i'm in a stage in my life where if somebody wants to bitch and yell and everything else i I let them do that because it doesn't change my call or, or or this or that but um on Monday morning, I was scanning the, uh, the the old Twitter machine as I do throughout the day. It's kind of part of the old gig here. And uh, Sean Shalinsky, Sh- uh, a guy who I follow for some unknown reason, he had some interesting stuff to say. He uh, he was at his nephew's twelve uh, year old uh, baseball game. The the pitcher was pitching a perfect game through twelve uh, through three four innings. Uh, the losing manager conceded the game and convinced the other other manager to turn the game into a practice game. So the pitcher lost the possible throw of a perfect game. Um, which and not even a perfect game, like an actual, like a Deanne perfect game where he was striking everybody out. I understand that you don't want to have your kid embarrassed, um, by the whole team striking out. So, be probably at that age, be 18 guys in a row, which 18 kids would strike out in a row. He was at 12, but Jesus, man, what are we teaching our kids? Um, that if you're failing, you can just hit re, uh, control alt delete and just start over. Cause I, I think to take that, that away from a kid, like Sean said on his tweet, man, I think that's bad juju, man. Is that what little league supposed to be about? What minor sports is supposed to be about? I have zero problem with the con- conceding. I have zero problem with it. And then, but I also have varying degrees of it. Like, I don't know what league it is. It's not rep ball. It's not travel ball yet. So he's, this, this, this tells me this probably house league ball. Yeah, let's just say, so, look, look, okay, look, look, let's just set some, look, let's just set some parameters here. Let's call it Fort McLeod little league where it's a, it's a community teams and there's four communities. Cause we don't, I don't know. There's four community teams and they play in a league against each other. Let's call it that. Okay. And then, so now he's going through the perfect game and you're, 
you and uh, the fellas take is like, why should we rob a 12 year old of a once in a lifetime opportunity? Yeah. So that's what you said, right? Yeah. Nothing life changes, like, like no athletic accomplishment you make when you're 12 years old should have any effect on the rest of your life. You're 12 fucking years old. You don't even have hair on the balls. Like you like, like, and then people are gonna prop you up and give you, give you fucking platitudes for something that's, yes, a testament of your skill as a 12 year old boy against chumps, right? A bad team. And now everybody's telling you how fucking great you are. You're 12 fucking years old on a Tuesday afternoon in, in fucking Milwaukee. Like what the fucking difference does it make? It should not be a life-changing event. It can be a nice accomplishment, but absolutely not. Are you doing something that is life-defining at the age of 12? A hundred percent, but go go the other way around. Why is a kid allowed to come up to bat and hit nine home runs every time he comes up to bat? Because you can't take a bat out of his hand and he's only facing that pitcher once, like four or five times a game, right? So every time, uh, every time hey, a kid comes up to bat, he can hit a home run and, and he's, he's, he's lauded as a hero. So why can't, why can't a pitcher come up to, and strike everybody out or maybe, yeah. but there might, but we don't know because we don't know if that kid was going to get every strike everybody out. There could be a ground ball involved. There could be an error involved. There could be something involved. Like my argument on this, Dave, is that sometimes, you know what, there are people, there are kids, there are things that they're just better than you. And you have to try harder to get as good as them or better than them. Not just not just in sport, but in life in general to succeed. What? And if, if you're telling a kid that you can hit control all delete when things aren't going your way, that's a pretty shitty fucking upbringing, in my opinion. I don't have kids. I just call them as I see them. And I call them as, as when I was growing up that there was guys who threw really hard and we struck out a lot and, and things happen. But you know what? You have to learn to get better not just in, in, in athletics, but in life, if, if things aren't going your way, you can't just fucking ask, ask your dad to help you out all the time. That's see, but like, so now this happened to Jasper's team last weekend. He's in okay. the, he's in the, the, the major, whatever you call it. it it's house league, but it's tier. It's major. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. They're the, they're the better players and tier and three, whatever the, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Who like, cares? So I, I don't. Yeah. I, I'm in the game, Dave. I don't understand how, how the, the, no. all the stuff works either. But. So this is what happened in the first game of the playoffs. The the, the kid that was pitching against him, um, is fucking good. He's fucking good. He threw a one hitter. Yeah. And and Jasper's team ended up getting a uh, eleven run. It was a good. It was a good game in the fifth inning. This both starters were in, and uh, it was four one for the. Fuck, I, I have to say it. They're playing the Yankees. The fucking Yankees. No, those damn <laughs> Yankees. No matter, no matter where you go, they'll get you. And I'm just getting <laughs> wordy not saying Yankees. So it's Yankees versus Dodgers. And it was 4-1. And uh, it, two of the Yankees runs were unearned. So it was like it, both starting pitches were awesome. And it was great. And so uh, in the sorry, in the fourth inning, the Dodgers starter got his pitch count. And then the Yankees ended up 11 running the kid through the kid for the Yankees through a one hitter. And, and Jasper was, I'm going to say visibly upset yeah. when we got into the car and it was a pretty awkward conversation coming home. And, and I could not teach him that lesson about sometimes 
someone's just having a night on you because he was he was that upset. It had to wait till the next day. Yeah, no, I, because, no you you shouldn't make decisions he, based on emotion, right? Right, and that's and and he did get his lesson. Like I'm that parent, but like if I understand the coach wanting to save his kids from some humiliation, because think about it this way: how many of those kids? Because like once again, I don't know the level of play. I don't know where it is, but but anyone that has a chance to throw that kind of game when they're in house league ball is going to dominate every time they take the bump. And then how many kids now like, Oh fuck, we suck. We like, we suck every day. The fact that they got to play with the team that was kicking their ass and practice, I think would develop some more love of the game for them to continue as opposed to quit saying this, this fucking sucks. This fucking sucks. No, I I get I I one hundred percent get that that it, it it is a it is a tough look and it, it's there, there there might there's this kid like 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 it's weed I don't know this Sean Shalinsky kid guy for nothing like I I would just make this banter and speculation and everything else I I just find it um kind of shitty that something that an adult would give up like that and and then part two of this Dave let's 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 just say that let's call. Let's call this this kid who was pitching. Let's call him Roger Clemens. Roger. Let's call him Roger. Let's just say that Rogers that Roger ends up becoming a big leaguer. This hypothetical. Twenty years from now, or even eight nine, when, when these when when the the other twelve year olds are allowed to in a uh, in a barn, like you said in Milwaukee. Let's just say that they're watching it. That Roger throw on. He's all of a sudden in the big leagues. And Rogers on TV, they could laugh about it going, remember that time they almost that guy fuck, was no hitting us. I think there's something to, to to be to be with that. That when when a kid does make it, the the kids who don't can look back and say, Oh, do you remember though that time? Because in general, kids they don't give a shit when the game's all said and done, when it's all over, they're upset for about two, three hours. Most, not all. I'm not saying Jasper's that way. Most or all, most, not all, sorry. They forget about it by the time they get a slurp in their hands. So, the why do we adults give a fuck? Right? You just finished saying the kids are going to forget about it two, three hours from now. And, but they'll remember and, the story will get better. The story will get better 10 years down the road. I think if you got no hit and in house league and it caused you to quit the game saying, like, fuck, I'm never playing baseball again. You don't even remember. You don't know that kid's name unless he was in your class. Yeah. Jasper doesn't know everybody on the other team. Like they're two. Like I, I believe name recognition comes with travel ball and elite ball. This is now More still so, the, sure. the, the ball I'm talking about right now that Jasper is in is is a Lethbridge league. It's all lesbians in this league. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> so it is pride it's, month gonna watch you gotta watch how you word that so yeah lesbian they're all lesbians and he knows the kids that go to his school and whatever and friends of friends he knows some other kids but that's about it that's about it he didn't know the kid that fucking dominated uh on that day he goes to jasper school he's a great above so he is older than jasper but that's it, it's nothing he's a he's a good pitcher there's a there's kids his age that can't fucking mow through an order like that kid did like he he had a dominant performance it happens 100 like what we, i was growing up and you're growing you played we both played organized sports we saw it uh dave uh, um what do you like 
let's get off the negative stuff. What do you like the most about Josh's experience? Because uh, you weren't weren't a baseball guy growing up. What do you like most about Josh's experience playing baseball? Like, what do you like that that you see with your son and everything else? I if he's going to be a big leaguer, who knows? Is he going to be a college guy? Who knows? But at this moment in time, what do you like most about Josh's experience playing baseball? As a parent, what I, de- what I derive the most joy from is um, like he he has joy for the game. He can't wait to get the ball. Baseball is clearly his favorite thing. That's his screensaver on his phone, on his computers, all different baseball guys. Yeah. That's awesome. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. What else? Also awesome. It's you know what? Like never playing organized baseball in my entire life. The the dugout camaraderie. Seeing them fuck around with the guys and tap them on the ass with the glove or like give them a fake slap on the face. Whatever. All the like, bro dude stuff. Yeah, yeah. Just guys being dudes, right? Yeah. So it's see it's something like, on I, TV or see, see see the older kids what they do and yeah. Yeah, and then as they're taking warm-ups, you know how they do the drill. Well, like the drills, just to throw around before games, especially in the infield. Like once he takes his turn, like bullshitting with his buddy and stuff like yeah. that on the field. Like, you know, I I I, I never had the opportunity to do that. And it's 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 kind of neat see him seeing him be a be a ball player. That's something I never did. What's uh what's something that because we have to talk a uh, point counterpoint here because that's what makes our some content good sitting around the, the bar stools and what you don't like dave what's something that you don't like about uh, minor baseball that you never experienced and, and what what you you wish jasper didn't have to be a part of um i'm not gonna say anything negative i really am not um uh there the fans are really quite respectful um there was uh, a fairly sternly worded uh, edict from the league saying how fans are supposed to behave i have seen coaches on teams uh push that a little bit and then then after the day after that happened there was a very strongly worded reminder email from the league and and they're doing their best and and it's i think they're trying hard i i i, I really am not gonna bitch i can't really because it's it's been a very positive experience for for katie and myself and 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 jasper's love at baseball is is really cool to watch that's good like you're you're probably uh one of the few i shouldn't say few like the the in general the 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 minority is 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 the negative part of, of minor sports and yeah and this, it, it and really this, is but but the lot but, but the louder mouth and the the lot the 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 the, the 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 loudness always gets gets the attention 
and, and the negative always gets the attention in comparison. But in general, most parents, most parents, are, most parents are good. Most coaches are good, but there's always the, the one here and there that, that can really definitely turn, turn the tables and get a, a sour taste in people's mouths. Um, there was one other tweet I saw this week and, and that uh, made a ton of sense that um, was quite disturbing a little bit, but it made a lot of sense that if a coach was to take a look around the 18 kids who are on the field when they're 12, you might only have four on the field when they're, when they're, when they're 16. And that's not, not just because of competitiveness and everything else, but kids just, they're like, I've kind of had it. And it's, and that's the problem we got with youth, youth baseball in, in, in our country not so much maybe in the states, but it just seems that we, we lose a lot of players because the the fun gets taken out of it at a at a at around 12, 13, 14 years old because there's all these travel teams and everything else. We've talked about ad nauseum on the show before. And it's 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 too bad that we, we can't just play in the community league forever. Like why why you can't just be uh play in play in for the, the Lethbridge Dodgers or the Lethbridge Yankees and just have a good time with your buddies. It's it's too bad that it, it can't just stay that way for a long time. Just Lethbridge House like like just whatever House League. Yeah, House League. You can play rap and still play House League, but like, you know it, it, it's you still get you have a draft or whatever. And yeah. and, and these coaches are going to want to coach because they're going to want because baseball um, is the one team sport where it's all about repetition. You're going to get your kids in there to see as as many at bats and, and, and repetitions in the field as you can, like you just want it. Cause then you can play you for just, your high school you later on and everything else. It's just a lot of fun. Like it's, and it, it, exactly. it, Canada, Canada, like there, there are, there, there's a faction that takes it very seriously, a little too seriously at times, most times, but I wish that the, the grassroots stuff would stick around a lot more than it does. I, I, I really do. Well, well, I'll keep you posted. So, uh, so Jasper's twelve now. So when we're doing this in four years, Jesus that would be episode what twelve hundred seven thousand nine hundred forty-three. <laughs> but nonetheless, then yeah, we'll we'll be podcasting from his sixteen-year-old games, right? Because we'll have the technology and the following that's going to allow us to do that. We'll get off this subject in a second here, Dave. But I had a discussion with some umpires. Uh, I'm the vice president of the Southern Alberta Umpire Association. I don't know if anybody knew that, but there was uh, during that Legion tournament, there was uh, there was a, a little not a brouhaha, but there was a situation where the umpire um, didn't make the right call, and player A from I think it was from Red Deer said something to to said umpire umpire rejected the player out of the game blah 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 and so it is and after the game i was putting my umpire gear on getting ready for the game and i and this this guy says well i guess i got to do a report and i said yeah i guess you do and he says to me he says uh well what do i say i said well what what caused the ejection says, well i made a call and he didn't agree with it and he, he called me a putz i said he what? He said he called you a putz. He called me a putz. I said, so you're a 50-whatever-year-old man, and you couldn't take some 16-year-old calling you a putz? That's on you, man. I said, did you get the call right? He goes, well, I'm not really sure. So, so let me get this straight, I said. You're not sure if you got the call right. And 
some kid that you don't even know his name called you a putz? I said, did he get his money's worth at least called you a fucking putz? He goes, I don't think he did. I said, so I said, that's on you. We need to quit taking youth sports so fucking seriously and just enjoy it while we can. We really do. Because you know what? They grow old quick. And before you know it, it's over. And I really believe that. I, so I gave that umpire shit. And I said, you, you, you need to quit doing that, man. Don't come on the field looking to throw guys out. If you had a bad, a bad if you were a bully growing up, you got to leave that off the field. Because you know what? That's a bad look for umpires. I'm not saying he had to own his maybe, maybe not mistake. I don't know if it was a blown call, but if part of baseball is arguing calls and I get that. I, I also think it goes, it had, it had gone a little too far. Like these five minute long arguments are garbage. It's not good television for me. <laughs> and it's, um, If a kid, I, 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 my, my skin's a little thicker that I can take bigger insults than you've putts from a, from a 16 year old kid. Okay, it's man. just like, You're still it's like, careful son, you were out, Hey, go, you were out, go to the dugout, go to the dugout, you putts, go to the dugout now. Yeah. What are you going to do about it? Coach and then call the coach over. Yeah. Right. That's well, all this, you gotta do. It's it's been a pet peeve of mine since I got back in the game where it's just nothing but ejection, ejection, ejection. It seems like it's a, it's a rite of passage to get an, an ejection. I just I'm not doing it because on there was a close. Okay, we'll, we'll get off this right away here, Dave. But on on in that same in the game right after that, I was I was on the bases. There was a call at third base, uh, pickoff at third. I called the guy out, uh, the Leopards coach or no, the the uh, Calgary coach, my third base coach. He said something to me. He goes, "No," and I went, "No, that's it." And then I said he was out, and then that was it. Problem solved. I'll Problem save you solved. the ten. St- I'll save you the ten steps and a couple liters. Problem of solved. Oxygen. This ain't a democracy. I didn't say it, but it's not a democracy. We're not voting here, you know. I know, yeah. and he goes, "Okay, good enough." And I, I just wish that baseball was more like that, where it was it's, it's easy. The game should take care of itself. The players do it. And, and anyways, well, Dave, good good conversation. A little more. Uh, a little more uh, calmer than we usually get to it to start start to show up, but uh, I just want to get your your thoughts on on Jasper's baseball and minor baseball and Lethbridge and, and what you think because I think we got to get back to that a lot more and because I think you you keep a lot more kids in baseball uh, if there was if it was less competitive and more fun. Yes, you want to win, and yes, you want to have and winning's always fun, but man, a good game here and there isn't isn't bad for the soul. No, you're right. The competitive spirit. And and it's fun as shit. Those kids are having fun. And, um, but it's, it's, it's not, it's not the travel ball. It's not rep ball. It's, it's the upper tier. Like, cause there's an age stratus. You know what I mean? When I say that, right. There's, there's, there's older kids in Jasper in the, in the tier under. Yeah. And there's like, so that kind of thing. So it's, it's competitive. I'm like, I'm glad the way they broke the teams up like that, or the, sorry, the two divisions like that, because there's nothing worse than being overmatched. Cause all you're going to do is quit the game. Yeah, you'll give because, up. You'll right. Give up. You strike out every time at the plate and you, and, and you drop every fly ball. Like, I did that and I played forever. Oh God. <laughs> anyways. What? No, I didn't do that. But anyways. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I don't know exactly where I was going, but it's it's nice to see kids 
playing competitive ball and having fun at the same time. Yeah, no, it is. Anyways, you talked earlier about they're not allowed to shave their nuts, but you know what, Dave? You know who's allowed to shave our nuts? We are. The 1420 Sports Podcast has teamed up with Manscaped, the leader in men's bowl the waste grooming. Manscaped sent Dave and I the performance package 4.0 as the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Four million people, that's around, Dave, I reworded that, that's around eight million balls can't be wrong. We do know people who, you know, one nutters now before... Uh, Reasons unbeknownst to uh, me or you, or whatever happened, it could be a horrible manscaping event. Who knows? Inside the Not- performance package, you get a lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, the weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, crop preserver, ball deodorant, and reviver toner. You'll also get a travel bag and manscape box as well. The lawnmower 4.0 features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. It's waterproof and it comes with LED light to give you more precise shape. You don't want an accident down there, Dave. The Weed Whacker Nose Near Hair Trimmer uses skin-safe technology and is also waterproof. Along with the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and the Crop Reviver Toner, Manscaped will change your personal hygiene routine for the better. Men, boys, whoever's listening, ladies, get it for your uh, for, for your men. It's time to change the way you take care of your boys. So go to manscaped.com and get 20% off and free shipping by using promo code 1420scape. That's one four two zero scape at manscape.com today. Dave, there you go. I almost I almost did it without breathing. You did wow. it awesome. It's the time of year. Dads and grads. Presents for dads and grads. There you the, go. The, the boy that's coming out of grade 12, the the the, the university graduation. If you got uh, if you're that's you're a good point. Group, if you got puberty and you got balls, you need some manscaping. Dads and grads, perfect time to use this promo code. Dad, get the uh, get your get your grad something before he goes away to college because when he comes back, he'll be using your razor when he comes back home for college. Anyways, the fourteen twenty sports podcast for viewers, sports talk, and a whole lot more. And he's been using your clippers for a couple of years now. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> get him his own. 1420 Sports Podcast, four beer with sports talk, and a whole lot more. Dave, uh, as we went on throughout the weekend and the, the Stanley Cup Finals got set, this, the uh, New York Rangers lost out to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Tampa Bay is going for uh, a quasi-three-peat in the Stanley Cup Finals. First team to do that in, uh, since the, uh, geez, I guess you'd be the uh, New York Islanders in the mid-'80s or early-'80s, knowing no teams won uh, three, let alone four in a row. Um Dave, first off, let's get this out of the way. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's, it'll say in the record books that it's a three-peat if Tampa ends up winning this, this Stanley Cup. How do you say that it's not? How do you say that it is? What's your take that the Tampa Bay Lightning um, might be a three-peat, might not? Is it just circumstances the COVID stuff and everything else the madness we went through for two and a half years um what's your take if Tampa wins this are they a three-peat team 
or if there are they just a, a team that was a, a victim of circumstance? I'm going to give them a 1.5. And the reason I give them a 1.5, like, and I would even say like 1.1 or even 0.95. First reason being the first cup was that, that in the bubble crap, right? Like it that was, was like looking back, Dave, that's so weird now. It's so weird now that that's how it happened. And I understand that the, the NHL and the league really wanted to. No one knew was going, how to take the whole thing. And yeah, it's just, we're not and, getting into and, that, but yeah. And the league did their best. And, and I'm not going to, and, and that's true. Last year, it was just interdivisional games, right? Yeah. So they had to play Florida, Carolina, which aren't, which aren't joke teams. And, and, you know, it was a good division, but there was no travel. They went a whole fucking a, a team of of veterans that didn't have to travel. Not much. Yeah. What a huge benefit to them. What a huge benefit throughout the season. And and then they did their thing and and they lucked out by by playing the Canadians, which were shitty. They're shitty. That could have been the worst Stanley Cup final. I've ever seen. I don't recall, like, yeah, the, the old brain gets uh, going different ways. And I, you know, I drink a little bit here and there. So you forget what what happened. But there is nothing memorable about either of those Stanley Cup wins that c- comes through my brain other than the empty stands in, in the bubble. I guess the first one was in Toronto, I guess. And then the second one, uh, Montreal, there was empty stands as well. Nothing comes across my brain about the, the they won the Stanley Cup, other than because the empty was, buildings, right? So it's just odd. It's not their. It was, it's not their fault. It's, it's they're a victim of circumstances. And it was it was tainted seasons, right? There wasn't the. If they win it this year, this is the only legitimate cup they have, the one that they can claim. Like I, I get it. Every other team had to go. What through you did, blah 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 blah. This was the first. This is the first time. They have the opportunity to play a real NHL season with real NHL playoffs. Face of adversity. The cup. Yeah. Like if, if, uh, if they don't win this cup, they're a pretender in my eyes. The, the, the they're real good. Like Vasilevsky, he's a real good goaltender. He's really big. I and mean, that, that helps too. Uh, but they got a hell of a team Stamkos and uh, Maroon's got one, one just more, uh, more series in a row than uh and the Edmonton Oilers team in the 80s, it's kind of this fun little stat that's going on there. Um, they're facing Colorado team that's strong, hasn't won a cup since the Ray Bork 2000-2001 thing. Um, the, the man, oh man, that 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 McKinnon is a good player. The, uh, the Colorado Avalanche have a very good team. I can't see Colorado winning for the simple fact Vasilevsky is better than whatever pylon Colorado puts in that. He's just that difference maker. And I, I don't think the Colorado can match that. Yes, they have apparently the next Bobby Orr, the guy who's better than Bobby Orr, which I want to talk about in a second, and Kale McCarr, hell of a player. But man, oh man, Dave, the media's got to pump the fucking brakes a little bit. The kid's good. He can skate like no one's business. But slow it down with the comparisons to Bobby Orr and Paul Coffey and everything else because – you still got to win something. You never know. His career might be done next week. Like you got to slow those comparisons down a little bit, in my opinion. Oh, I, I completely agree. I mean, we've bestowed that upon so many different players over the years, right? 
Drew Doughty. I remember when Flames fans thought Phaneuf was the greatest fucking flavor of the week and they wanted him on the Canadian Olympic team. That hunk of crap. I, I couldn't stand that guy. Um, but uh, and, and as an Edmonton fan, uh, Tom Pody, we were at Eric Brewer. We, were, we couldn't get on our knees fast enough for those guys. And where are they now? They had four or five careers. Drew Doughty, where is he? Right? And like, I get it. He's hurt. But he wasn't a difference maker this year. And, and he was all world talent. Kel McCarr is playing a hell of a high-level hockey right now. And it's, and it's great to watch. But, you know, he's going to get paid because um, he's, he's so young. And, and we're going to see. We're, we're just going to see. Like, I, 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 like you, hate these comparisons because it's, it's impossible to, to protract a transcendent playoff position into a 12-year a career. He's only been in the league for, what, three years? Three. Four years? This is third year, yeah. Yeah. Like, like just, like, like you say, like, just tap the brakes and just enjoy how special this kid is playing right now. Because you know those those young guys, those young talented guys, when they're feeling it and Jones in it, like there's nothing better to watch. You know, it's the thing I think about that, Dave. Though, is that if if you let it happen, it's going to be great, and just get let him get better. He's going to improve. They, they, like these kids, I mean, there, there's kids right now who skate. Okay, don't don't miss 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 hear what I'm going to say. There's kids right now that pass better than Gretzky ever did because they have high, they have a higher skill level because of the training they have. There's kids that skate better than uh, Paul Coffey because of what goes on. There's kids that do this and this, and they're they're stronger and b- bigger, faster, stronger. But the hockey sense and and, and the, the the way that the the, the Gretzky's, Coffey's, Lemieux's, Ors transcended the game. We're giving these kids a lot of credit, which they deserve to an extent but let's pump the brakes before yes, they're more talented because you know what? Maurice Richard probably couldn't make a hockey team. Now, if he came, if he came to shape, how, how he came, how he went to, to, to camp for 50, 40, 50 years ago. And that, that's it. That, that's just, that's just technology and science and evolution. So let's pump the brakes. Let's enjoy it and let it happen because you know what? If McCard doesn't get any better, the media that is making him the Messiah will be the same media that will be pushing him down and say, well, he didn't really turn out like we hoped. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things. Yeah, that's why Twitter is such a, a great tool and, 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 and an echo chamber, right? Because I imagine the same, even though I don't follow certain things that it comes across my feed about uh, Makar. But also, too, they were talking about that on 960. Like someone texted in or whatever, and they say, is, is Cal McCarr the greatest Calgary-born player in the NHL? I was listening to that this morning, actually. I heard the same yeah. thing. Yeah. Like, where do you guys get off? Like, fucking uh, Danny Heatley is from Calgary, Alberta. Heatley scored 50. McCarr hasn't done that. I know he's a defenseman and everything but, else, but. But Jordan Everly and they had a couple others, like, this kid's in year three, guys. Yeah. Like, like, where do you get off even thinking about like, it? So, like, I, I, I don't want to downplay this. I, I don't know, like, because I don't – I'm not – I'm a podcast, sports podcast, also I, sh- I should do more research in this. Did McCarr win a World Junior? I don't know. 
Neither me. I think he was I, on I, that I know, silver. I, 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 I know the one. Silver. I know the one thing he won for sure is the Centennial Cup championship with the Brooks Bandits. I know that for sure. To me, being great means you need to win a little bit. And Everly, <laughs> Everly may not have had the greatest pro like NHL career. He made he had a very good career. But he'll always be be known as that guy who scored those 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 late goals in the World Juniors. To me, winning is more important in a lot of things. That and Everly did it. He scored some big goals. Everly's an all-time great in world in, in Canadian hockey lore. In my opinion, I agree. And I agree. As of as of this moment on whatever day we're June the 14th, 2022, it, as of this moment, Jordan Eberly has done more in his career than Kale McCarr has. At this moment. Like at this moment. Uh I I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. Yeah. At this moment. In hockey, in Canada hockey lore, like Kale McCarr hasn't done anything yet, yet. Well, in Canadian hockey lore, well, in because when when hockey's a team game, McCarr hasn't done fuck all yet. You got to do you, you five need, points in five you, points no, in. But a, you you in, need in, you need to do something for your team to be considered an all time great. I, I I completely hear you. Um, it, it sounds to me you're you're trying to tomp on him a little too much. No, no, I'm just saying he, I, there's a good I, chance he might, but I, but but if he but if he doesn't, and he's just a, a a skilled guy who racks up points. Mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun with over eighty casino style games to choose from. You too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a world. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. You gotta win, well, man. It, Just win, baby. I, I I agree with you. I'm probably gonna end up wrong. I'm probably going to end up wrong. Well, He's going to win some stuff. We're gonna find out, right? Like so, like by that meet, uh, metric you just laid out, Drew Doughty's an old time, right? Oh yeah. Like two cups with the Kings, Olympic gold, gold medals, World Juniors, Niedermeyer, blah. Like the, you gotta win, win, man. No, no and, I, and I get that. And then like, so Fanuf with his one junior gold medal, that he's nothing there. That was not enough. Yeah. Because anyone playing that team, fuck that team. Was been on that. that was so fucking good. That was the best world junior. That 03 or 04 in North Dakota, right? Yeah, yeah. the strike here, right? Yeah, no, it was fantastic. <laughs> we talked about the show before. Uh Dave, who do you got? Stanley Cup, who do you got winning uh, in how many games? I you know, I, I I do believe I've been right a lot, so I don't want to jinx myself. <laughs> I, 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 yeah it, it, if you if you listen back i think i have been right even uh I when, I, but yeah. when i thought i was going to be wrong oh. i was even right so i don't know where i'm going right now with this one i know who i want to win i gotta see colorado win um 
Vasilevsky, when he loses game, he like if 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 Tampa gives Colorado a 2-0 start, I don't think they're going to come back. Um, so I'm going to say Colorado in six. Colorado in six. I actually I have a feeling that Tampa and Vasilevsky is probably the better squad. Uh, not no better squad. I think that the Vasilevsky is the difference. I do believe. Uh, fuck. Yeah, I'm an old. I'm a. I'm a goalie hugger. I'm a go- ex goalie myself. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Tampa Bay Lightning because of Vasilevsky winning the Stanley Cup in uh, seven games in a tight one. I think there's going to be one game where Colorado wins by a lot, by five or six. But I got. I got Tampa winning in seven games just because Vasilevsky is going to be the, the, the difference maker. I, and, I agree. Yeah. I agree with that. Cause even when we dissected the Colorado um, Oilers series, like, you know, if Mike Smith was average, Edmonton would have won two, probably two of those games. Yeah. Vasilevsky, he ain't average. He'll give you one average every 10 games. And he just, so he just, he was average games one and two against the Rangers. He had four exceptional games. Yeah. So you, you got a chance to see him average at one coming up. So, but I'm excited. McCarr's a difference maker. McKinnon's a different maker, uh, difference maker. I've always liked that Landis dog. I think he's a hell of a player. Yeah, hell of a player. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to watch. And I think it's going to be great fun hockey. I don't I know. Think, how much I think you're going to see Stamkos say, okay, this one's mine. That's another uh, another dark horse. I think your Stamkos is going to be that guy. I was drafted first overall. I've had a very good career. I took a little less money. Yes, taxes and everything else. He's not making less, he's making more, but whatever. I think you're going to see Stamco step it up, and he's going to be a different, different guy. He scored two goals in game six um, in the garden, or game seven, sorry, I guess. And it was six, six. Um, I think you're going to see Stamco be a difference maker. I'm going to go Stamco with the Consmite, actually. I, I, I think that what you're saying has a very good chance to be true. Just to be contrarian, I'm going to say Kill McCarr to be the youngest Con Smythe winner ever. I don't know if he's going to be the youngest. and next Prime Minister of Canada. Uh, uh, next Prime Minister <laughs> in Canada. <laughs> actually, a, actually, isn't isn't Alberta looking for a new premier right now? He might get that too. <laughs> be the next premier of Alberta, Kale McCarr. Yeah, you want the job for or life. Not? Yeah, there you go, Kale. Good yeah. for you. Good you Alberta constituents in Brooks and in Calgary. Whatever. Here you go. <laughs> Fuck, no, I want him to shut you up. You this winter enough for you, fucking 14 20 host. There we go. Maybe he'll listen to the show. We'll hashtag Kale McCarr and maybe he'll listen to <laughs> Anyways, uh the US Open this week talk we talked about a little bit on earlier on with the, the, the golf tournament coming up, uh, the Bodog Luke's lock of the week. He's got Shane Lowry at plus 3,300, 20 gets his six, 660 bucks. Number 24 in the world. Luke's lock, Ryan Luke Davis on Twitter, our Luke Davis, make sure you follow him. Uh, he's got some funny things. He doesn't have anything funny to say, but anyways, uh, Luke, we're thinking about you and Rosie, uh, uh, tough, tough, tough things going on. But anyways, we'll talk to you guys later on when we get back to Alberta. But Luke's lock of the week, Shane Lowry, plus 3,300, 20 gets his 660 bucks. 
1420 Sports Podcast, Bodog, and who else we talked about so far? And uh, Manscaped. Manscaped. We'll get into the other ones later on. 1420 Sports Podcast, four viewers, four talking a whole lot more. Are you thinking of going to a game or a concert in the coming days ahead, or do you already have tickets and want to upgrade where you're sitting? It's simple. Go to SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app. They have tickets for all sports going on right now, as well as concert tickets to shows throughout North America. And to make things even better, use promo code 1420POD, that's 1420POD, and receive 20 bucks off your first purchase. Once again, that's promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app. You are never too old or too cool to show support for your favorite team. Fans Edge, who's an affiliate of Fanatics, has everything a sports fan could possibly be looking for. From hats, to apparel, to giftware and memorabilia, Fans Edge is the place for you. With hassle-free returns, free shipping on order over 100 bucks in Canada, and free shipping on all orders in the continental United States, Fans Edge makes it easy to get what you want when you want it. Just click on the link on our Twitter and Facebook accounts, and that will take you directly to our Fans Edge affiliate pages, and you can start shopping. Every time you purchase something from there, it supports the 1420 Sports Podcast as we get a percentage, and that's a good thing. So go to Fans Edge today for all your fan gear needs. Before we get going on our next topic, Dave, I want to give a uh, shout-out to our, our new sponsor, Fans Edge, and FansEdge.com, subsidiary of uh, Fanatics, all kinds of sports memorabilia and everything else. Thank you very much for taking us on and being a partner with us in the 1420 Sports Podcast. We appreciate everything. And also, I want to uh, give a big, big, huge shout-out and a thank you, as always, to Jim, our sound guy. He's made us sound good for a year and a half now. Tomorrow morning, he's got his video coming out, his first ever video to his song Sweet Desiree coming out on YouTube. We'll put it out on social media, on all our all our things. We'll put it out there, all we can get. Make sure you guys are listening to the 1420 podcast uh, and get it out to Sweet Desiree. It's a great tune. Let's do a lot. Let's do it uh, a few different beginnings. It's a good, good song. The video, I've seen a snippet here and there. Uh, congratulations, Jim, on your first video. You're doing some great things out there in Vancouver, so we're we're really happy that you still find time for our little show now that you're becoming a bit of a, a rock star out there in, uh, in the lower mainland. So we, we uh, appreciate everything you do, and we're proud of you, and we're uh, happy that you're uh, proceeding forward with your your your, your dreams of be, uh, becoming a, a person in the music business. So thank, uh, thank you very much, Jim, and good luck to you, uh, sweet Desiree. Can't wait to hear it, Jim. I haven't heard it yet. I am not in the family, so I don't get these sneak audio previews that uh, Uncle Brent does. But can't wait for your uh, Southern Alberta swing. Uh, I don't know if we got to sell tickets or we just got to start a fire and get you around the campfire with us. Um, but uh, I'm looking forward to it. Dave, uh, uh, you haven't noticed we're a walking billboard. We're selling tickets, man. That's, that's all we're doing. <laughs> Well, so now, like, you know, I'm looking forward to hearing it or I'm hearing forward to it. Forward to hearing it. I'm looking forward to hearing it. Yeah. Even though I'm not looking forward to see anything, I'm looking forward to hear something. Uh, I want to see it too. So I think, I think he should. Oh, because there's a video. There's oh, a video. Yes. There's a yes. video coming out on YouTube. So I'm, look- so I'm looking forward to the full audio visual experience, Jim. 
Yeah, it's uh, speaking of seeing good segue, uh, social media and athletes, Dave. It's, it's man, I, I'm glad I grew up the age when I grew up and I'm 47 years old now. I mean, we could get away with, uh, I wouldn't say murder, but a lot of shenanigans and hoo ha's and this and that. There was a, we're not going to get, we're not going to get into what you think or believe. We're just going to bring it up to, to start, to start, to start the topic off. But there was a video that emerged on, I think it was Monday night or Sunday morning or whatever you want to call it. Connor McDavid at a bar with some, some teammates. Don't care where he was. Don't care who he was with. I don't care. It doesn't matter. I don't think he did anything nefarious. I think he was from what I saw he knew the girl they were leaving but anyways we won't talk about it um dave do professional athletes today and children today and kids today and at and people today do they get a raw end of the deal now because of cell phones and social media and cameras and videos and tmz and blah 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 Yes, you shouldn't do inappropriate things, but inappropriate things do not. Okay. Yeah. Inappropriate things do happen. Some hurt people. Some don't hurt people. Some are fun. Some aren't. Most are just in fun and in jest. Do professional athletes kind of get the raw end of the deal where they can't go out and have some beers. Can't go out and have some fun. I'm not, I'm not talking McDavid. I'm not at all. Do professional athletes kind of get the raw end of the deal right now and they can't go out and just have a good time like the guys that did 20 30 years ago yes yes without a doubt yes i i I think in the high like there's you're in the public eye you're a public figure you're very good at your sport and this but you know that doesn't mean you can't get on the dance floor and act a fool for a little bit you know, like it, it never gives you opportunity to act a fool with strangers. You can only act a fool with your with your inner circle. You can only act a fool within the closed walls with people you know, right? Like, I couldn't imagine having to go through life thinking I I just so much want to act a fool right now. But I can't take my tarp off and dance in the bar. Whatever. Whatever. Great Northern whipping our shirts around, standing (laughs) on the speakers, dancing to the fanatics. That's happened. I've done it. I'm sure you've done it. Like it's I don't know if I ever took my tarp off because I'm built like fucking the scarecrow from the Wizard of Oz, but yeah. Yeah. Oh, I probably did it. Whatever. Who knows? Well, or you, you did something. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. Like, yeah. like those those nights. Like, I, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say that the the Great Northern in in Whitefish, Montana, when the Fanatics were playing, things got a little bit wacky in a very good, harmless, drunken, fun way. There was nothing nefarious going on. No one was looking to get in fights. We were there to have some fucking fun. And we yeah. did it. And and if we were, if one of us was in the NHL, we were the same age as Connor McDavid is right now. Yeah, 100%. Right? Yeah, we were that age. And just letting our hair down, having fun, meaning no harm, 
just let's let's get into her. And we did. And uh, for good or bad, you know, I guess I guess self-control is a good thing. But there's also something we said with when uh, you worked hard all year, letting your hair down and having a little harmless fun. And you know what? Getting a little too drunk and dancing like you, no one's watching. That's harmless fun. That's what I'm talking about. But you can't do that. You can't get out there and dance like no one's watching because you're worried that TMZ is around the corner with a fucking... Why do you think, Dave... I'm glad you brought you put it that way you brought it up that way. Why do you think that the, the rest of the, the common world sees things differently? Not the rest, but a, a good percentage of, of, of the... Uh, the the population wants to see athletes, celebrities, uh, rich people, quasi celebrities. Why do you think that they want to see people fit, like for lack of a better term, fail? Why do you th- why do you think that they want to see these people be taken off their perch? Like, what what good does it do someone to besmudge somebody for having a good time? Like, what's it to them, man? I don't think it's be smudging. I think it's just um, just fame is its own thing, right? Like that that whole Kardashian thing. The fact I know those fucking women's names blows me away. I yeah. shouldn't know their names. I should never know their names. And they're and then like two of those chicks are billionaires. Like that blows me away. It's just that I believe the way media has transformed in the immediacy of the media that we consume now has lent to it that oh do you see what so-and-so is doing do you see what so-and-so is doing because fame has always been a thing and and i and i can stargaze and and jock sniff as much as the next guy but it's it's just an innate thing like oh god i like that guy so much oh fuck i hope it was something stupid because i hate that guy the Amber Heard Johnny Depp thing. That was a train wreck. That should have that should have never been on the fucking news. Just I like shouldn't I, I know who Johnny Depp was more for more for 21 Jump Street than anything else. And that, and that's an honest to God truth. I I I never seen any Pirates of the Caribbean or anything else he's been in. And actually, I've seen him live at the Roxy in LA with the Hollywood Vampires. So I know Johnny Depp for the Hollywood Vampires. <laughs> with a bunch of other rock stars and 21 jump street the rest of it i shouldn't even know who that fucking guy is because i don't watch movies i don't how that becomes a part of our 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 everyday life like amber heard i don't know why she's famous i don't know what she did i don't care but is it the media's fault or is it rich people's fault or is it the common man's fault for these people getting alienated I don't think it's media's fault. I think it's like it's just going where the clicks are. Like you put a story out there, and that's how it's generated now with money, right? Like if you put out a story with that, they're gonna click on it. People are gonna click on it. People are gonna consume it. And and I don't know if it's a majority of the population, but I say it's a it's a section of the population that clicks on ten things for every one I click on. 
right? And that's right. the same with sports, and that's the same with this. Like me, like we see it on our Twitter accounts uh, with the show, detail expands, uh, highlights watch, blah 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 blah. We see that. Like it's not just about likes; it's about actually touching the button and watching what you've put out there for someone else to watch, and then that opens up those ads that we see all the time. I don't know who the cl fuck clicks on those ads, except for me every once in a while when I'm when I'm trying to scroll down and I accidentally click on an ad. Yeah. Fuck, I hate that. And then you go to your browser don't be afraid to click on some Manscaped ads in the fourteen twenty podcast account. But anyways, it goes from there. <laughs> There's it's never an Manscaped ad because I'm never I'm I'm never uh, scrolling through our feed because yeah. I'm there like I know yeah. I'm I'm living it. Dave, if you uh, like, we're you're in your fifties. I'm in my late forties. We now it's X amount of decades of, of being being sports fans and hockey fans and baseball fans and whatever else it is. Um, it's changed a lot. The celebrity, the money, the everything of, of, of what athletes make compared to what when we were in the 70s, when we first started watching sports to the 80s and 90s and the 2000s and to where we are now. Um, pick a decade that you would like to be one of the famous guys in oh mickey mantle but they weren't making right. much money though is the thing right he was the uh, king mickey didn't touch his wallet like what do you <laughs> what do you mean what did like what did mickey want for well just to be famous and, and hit baseballs Really, I think he did all right. To, to my knowledge, like it's everything I, he, he, he went up, uh, he was the greatest baseball, one, arguably one of the greatest baseball players ever. He didn't touch his wallet very often. He got told to go live. He not told to, but he went and lived with Roger Maris and, and, uh, and, and everything else. But um, man, those, those nineties guys, they, they just started first making money. And they're having a good time, and celebrity was becoming a thing. But the thing with it, with that, is no, you know what? I would want '80s because they're like it wasn't big money, but it was good enough money, and it wasn't a thing as phones and cameras, and there wasn't cable and blah blah blah. I don't know. The, being in the '80s in in a hockey star in the '80s might have been pretty cool. Like Gretzky, like Gretzky and those boys probably had a really good time. Did you see, and I was just going to say, did you ever see the boys on the bus? Yeah. That. Because, like, the, the fact that they sat around that table and were half cut and telling stories, Gretzky, Mess, uh, Anderson was there. And Low was, was in that. that. Pure was in that. Yeah. Uh, Pure wasn't at the table. But the they had a lot of coffee. Uh, yeah. Lum, uh, Lumsley or. Lumley. Uh, yeah, Lumley. Dave was Lumley. There. Yeah, yeah, I have that VHS. I got to get that onto a DVD before, because I don't even know. I, do I own a VHS player? I have a VHS. I, I have one. Okay. Do you have a VHS uh, DVD recorder? I Nonetheless, think, I think the end does, on the yeah. bus. Well, anyways, I'm gonna get that on because that was uh, for those who don't know. This was uh, totally amateurish. Uh, documentary of the Oilers the year after they lost to the Steve Smith goal 
they uh, came back and they 86. talked about the season. Yeah, so it would have been that year, and it was it was real. It's it was really cool. I haven't watched it in a while because I don't have a VHS player. But as to your point, that would be the time because even even when we were young and and we would run into Oilers players in the bar. And Oni would get up there and start get on his knees for everybody that even smelt like Oilers sweat, right? Yeah. No, it's uh, no these, these kids. I think they're 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 yes, they're making millions and everything else. And they're set for life, not everything else. But I, I do think that they're missing out on what being a professional athlete is supposed to be because it's 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 just a different way of life now. And and you can't sneeze, but you can't you can't go to grow get get groceries or whatever else. And go and have a good time and really enjoy it. I I, I think that they are missing out. It's it's it, it, it is too bad because man oh man, like when I was a a big fish in a really small pond, I'm telling you, I had a good time. It was nothing bad. It was nothing evil, but it was a really good time. And I think that, that these kids um, are missing out on on that on that part of it. And it it uh, I just thought of this. It it takes them away from the fans even more like there, there, there's a definite level of what a fan is compared to what an athlete is the, the separation is so so much bigger than it used to be that you'll you will never even know that anymore but we, like, i won't know what it's like to have 60 million dollars or making 45 million dollars in my bank account or, or making 45 million a year i won't know that whereas back in the day there like some of those guys weren't making a whole bunch more than the working man um, some of those guys, but any name we know were, um, and then just a little bit more though, like, the, this clip of Connor was taken on the streets of Toronto. Back Whatever, to my point man. of exactly what I said, like, you know, in the streets of Lisbon or Rio de Janeiro or Mexico or Cabo, no one ain't going to know you there. So like, it's, it, 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 I, I do have to give him a little bit of a finger wag um, even though I do believe it was innocent, it's just like you got to pick your spots because there are there are places where you can be a nobody and dance like don't want to watch it, right? I would pick bet you spots. if he, I would. Well, trying to think of a spot that I there McDavid's an exception, but I will bet you that if okay, fuck here it is, if Mike Trout were to walk in to Brown's public house, which is a three minute walk from my house here. If Mike Trout were to walk in with a, with an entourage of people, nobody in there could pick out who the famous person was. You're right. I may or may not. I would recognize like, how do I, how, how do I, I know, that guy? know that guy? But like, there'd be no reason he would be here and whatever. Like, like, like fuck it. I, I know that fucking guy. I know that guy. Oh, oh yeah. and then, and then I was leaving. It would probably be like, oh, but I wouldn't go back and say hi. Yeah. yeah all right. No, man. no, yeah, exactly. Ah, trout. I might, well, I might hang out and watch and look for his car or something like that. And and I don't I'm not know. I'm not running back to the the tavern yeah. to get his baseball uh, card to run back into autograph. Like, no, yeah. I'm not going to Daryl Casim or anything. No. Anyways, no, it's uh, it's it's interesting situation these kids are in. Anyways, uh, I'd like to thank once again the Fan of the Van podcast, Jim. We got to do a show sometime. It'd be great. You and Dave can uh, talk about Deshaun Watson uh, in your own separate ways. You guys say it. 
the exact same thing, but both differently. It's fantastic to listen to you on a, on a bi-weekly basis. Fantastic. Thanks to our listeners for sure. Any suggestions you guys may have, any ideas, topics, guests you want, you guys want to get us on the show, we're more than happy to do it. The 1420 Sports Podcast. Four viewers sports talking a whole lot more. We'll be right back with another rousing rendition of Who is Better. 1420 Sports Podcast, four beer sports talking and a whole lot more. Dave, one of my favorite segments we get to about every two weeks now. We've got some other things going on, which has been working out quite well for the show. But who is better brought to you by SeatGeek and SeatGeek.com. Make sure you get your tickets and use uh, promo code 1420POD. That's 11420POD. You get 20 bucks off your first uh, your first purchase to, to tickets, your sporting event or a concert, whatever you want to go to. Anyways, Dave. Who is better? It's quite simple. I give two names. You tell me who's better. We'll debate it and go from there. Good? I like it. Uh, who is better, Dave? Mookie Betts or Bet Midler? <laughs> I don't know. You know what? I bet you Bet Midler has a lot more money to tell you the honest to God truth. But do, you think, never, do you think she's loaded? Like, like I know she's rich beyond belief, but Mookie's making 30 a year, I think, isn't he? I bet you uh bet had a couple years over a hundred mil. Like that wind beneath my wings garbage back in the day. Um, and she was on everything. The right? only thing that I know Bet Midler from is that Seinfeld thing where she got ran over at home plate by uh, George. I don't know, and Wind Beneath My Wings, I don't know much about Bette Midler. I mean, she's a she's a New York uh, Broadway icon, the lot of that. I don't know much about her, but who's better, Dave Mookie Betts or Bette Midler? I'll take I'll I'll take Mookie uh Betts all day. Like because uh Bette Midler, like even when she was at the peak, I I think she's a poor man's uh um Barbara Streisand. You might get some pushback from our New York listeners, but whatever. Uh, oh, no. Barbara Streisand's a queen. She's an absolute queen. I, I want honor for... See, I don't... Oh, fuck. That's one talented one person. Oh, she <laughs> You were going to say something different there, David. I was going to say... I'm glad I, I caught myself. Yeah. She's one talented woman. Uh, where am I going to go here? Uh, Dave, number two, who is better, George Jefferson or that uh, no good cheating uh, Houston Astro, now it's Toronto Blue Jay, a uh, hell of a player, George Springer. Who is better, George Jefferson from the Jeffersons, uh, moving on up, or George Springer? Oh, 100% Sherman Wemsley on that one. <laughs> He Perfect. took a bit. He took a bit part in the uh, in the in Archie Bunker in yeah. All in the Family. Moved it into his own sitcom, which was as funny, if not funny. Funnier. I think it was funnier. It, it didn't. Um, it didn't move the needle as much uh, social social wise years on, but it was really good. And and then uh, turn it into bit parts on Fresh Prince of Bel Air and what have you. Um, I, I, it's, it's kind of funny you mentioned this because there was a thing on Twitter. I saw the age, um, Wheezy, his wife in the show was 12 years older than him in real life. Really? 
Yeah. Like he was 39 and she was 52. It was, it blew my mind when I saw it. I didn't fact check it, do it yourself. Maybe it came across your own Twitter feed, whoever is listening right now. But uh, yeah, Wheezy was far older than he was. And, and that was Sherman Helmsley is his name. That's a funny motherfucker. I, 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 I love that strut he had going across the, the room to answer the door. Oh, like, yeah. The Connor, like, he, oh, he was Connor David was before something he, else. Dude, that strut oh, he yeah. had was, uh, that was quite good. Um, I had one written down here, because but I'm gonna, I changed it mid-stroke mid, mid here. Uh, who is better, Dave? Jackie Gleason or Jackie Chan? Jackie Chan, I wasn't big on the Kung Fu movies and everything. I didn't, I get it. He's doing his own stunts. He's, he's quite a talent, talented in, individual. Jackie Gleason, I'm too, uh, clearly too young for the, uh, the honeymooners. Funny. But, but, but. I just watched uh, uh, last or what? It was about a month ago. Kaylee was out of, out for, uh, you know what? It might have been when Kaylee was on COVID. Jasper and I watched uh, Smoking and the Bandit. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, we went for dinner. We went to uh, Luigi's, me and you, right. and, and Deanne. Yeah, 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 yeah. Buford T. Justice. Yeah. You asked my son about Buford T. Justice. That was Jackie Gleason. And uh, I'm taking Jackie Gleason in this one for by by a bit because oh I forgot uh, he was I didn't forget he was in that but I forgot that that was a movie which is sad because it was so, there was so there was so great in the mid '80s when I was first becoming a human being and it was stuff I shouldn't have been watching or listening to but I was like 82 83 so I was eight nine ten years old it was great and it kind of that was Jackie it kind of made me who the man I am today. You know, with the, justice is Jackie Gleason. <laughs> yeah, Jackie Gleason with the swearing behind you, like whatever, who cares? Fuck, that, whatever. That, that 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 simmering rage where like yeah. you don't mess with me, guy and a guy, like it's that's that's comedy to me. Dave, and that's the thing, Dave. Like I I learned to swear at a young age, um, not just, and I'm sure my parents knew that I was swearing at a young age and I never got in trouble because I was allowed to watch these movies that were back in the mid eighties, like Porky's and, 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 and the rest, like it was just, yeah, I, I, I swear a lot. My son has a pretty good potty mouth and like, he does know the difference. He really does. Like when we're out in public, he doesn't do it. Yeah. But when it's the three of us, him, his mom and I, and uh, when he's mad, He's allowed to swear a little bit, and then they'll come along. And, okay, that's it, that's it. Smart enough. And then when he's joking, right? Like he he doesn't drop the f bomb, but he like he's pretty he's pretty free with no. uh, with both bullshit and shit and uh, he 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 presses the boundaries about what he thinks is proper. I remember, Dave, there was a, when I was living in Vernon, BC, and I came home for Easter. Um, How old were you? Oh, I was 20, fuck me. 
Oh, okay, so you're allowed to 20, 22 years ago, so I was 25. I come home for Easter, and I said, hey, Mom and Dad, have you, have you guys seen this Trailer Park Boys thing? Sunday night, Easter dinner, we'd eaten, family all went out, went out, went left. I didn't realize how much they swore until I was sitting with my mother listening to how much they swore. I was like, ooh this isn't really that good because I never said the F word. I swore like a bastard, but never the F word from my mother until I was about 27, 28. What's the worst swear word in your household? Fuck or goddamn? Um, fuck. Like my house here, like with, with, with Deanne or no, no, no. Oh, with Margaret. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Oh, see, like, goddamn was punishable back in my day. Like, you weren't allowed to say goddamn. And then, like, and even to this day, it's it's not, it's not, it's, it's, God, I'm not a goddammer. I'm more of a a vulgar swearer as opposed to. There, there was a guy I used to work with, Carl Murphy, because that's every Newfoundlander's name is Carl Murphy. Uh, that was his line. Well, that's a goddammer. That's a goddammer. <laughs> That's and it's God kind of ever. funny, and, that, and, that, and that's my rearing. Yeah. Because if you if you took the Lord's name in vain in the school I went into, like you got corporally punished. Struck by lightning. No, struck by a stick or a hand or something, like either on the ass or the hand. Like you got fucking punished. Yeah. We didn't talk about um, the Catholic Church or anything else. We'll move, on, we'll move on, Dave. Uh, I never who... got molested. <laughs> well, that's good. Uh, who is better? Albert Einstein or Albert Pujols? Einstein, come on, stop it. Like, science wins the day every single time. I Albert disagree. Pujols, Albert Pujols isn't even, in the great, isn't even the greatest of his generation. Okay, but hear me out. Don't just shake your head before you, like, I see you shaking your head, you're rolling your eyes at me. I'm stoic. Albert Einstein only has a theory. What Albert Pujols did is actual reality. Albert Pujols is an athlete playing in Major League Baseball today. Yep. Albert Einstein developed his theory in the 1940s. It's a theory. But we still know his name 80 years no, later. But it's a later. theory. We know his name 80 years later. Is anyone going to... So Albert is, Pujols no, no. will be in the Hall of Fame in 80 years. Are we going to be speaking of Albert Pujols in 80 years? What? Can, I'm asking you as an actual human being here. Because I don't know. I, I'm not a science guy. I'm a fucking sports idiot, blah, blah. How is my life better because of Albert Einstein? We don't know that because the work he did as a scientist, as a physicist, um, has made changes to our lives that we don't even know. I think things that he has done enabled the space program. I think it's enabled the Navy program. Oh, it's no, a theory. I, I, I know this. No, I know that the work he did as a scientist changed the world that we live in right now in countless ways that we can't even measure. That's why. That one's up for debate. We'll call that one a draw between me and you, Dave. <laughs> if if there is, I would absolutely love someone to prove me right on this one. That Albert Einstein has made a mark in 
did a difference on our lives? I don't know. Like all I hear is a theory. Well, I have theories too. No one fucking publishes those. Okay, but who else? I have all kinds of theories. Eighty-year-old theories. Eighty-year-old. Well, I'm only. I'm, I've only had forty-seven years to figure these theories out. Give me thirty-three more years. We'll put them out there. Okay. Uh, who is better, Dave? Dave Chappelle or at his height, David Beckham? This one I'd like to take a pass on because I have. I don't think Dave Chappelle is as funny as most people think he is. Um, I think I he's thought provoking. Without a doubt, I don't dig on him. I think he 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 he's really funny and thought provoking and pokes the bear in an easy way. Just I really enough to t- get conversation started. That's why I like. Him. Yeah, um, Beckham, um, you're not a chump by 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 being on um, the the England national team. Like you're 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 clearly a star, right? And and a and a, and a did the hype equal the, the skill? We'll call that a draw, right? Like in marrying posh. And I was a Spice Girl fan. We all know I'm. We'll a stop Spice right now. Thank you very much. Yeah. Oh, I do need somebody with a human touch. Um, <laughs> I do not. I I, I want to call this a draw, and like, and it's all, and it's kind of an apathy draw. Like, I really don't care for either of them, but I will recognize their uh, their influence on their genres. Uh, we'll do two. That was very uh, politically correct. Uh, we got two more. Uh, Randy Savage, the Macho Man, or Randy Moss. This one's tough because they're both really good. They're really good, and Macho was my dude. I loved him. I I, I, have I told the story on the podcast about going to uh, the Sportsplex for actually paying for a fucking seat. To watch Debbie to watch WrestleMania and the Sportsplex. Yeah, yeah. I, I've told that story where I where Macho dropped the elbow on Hulk Hogan and and then Hogan WrestleMania Hogan. four, I think, or five. Yeah, it, yeah, was, yeah. it was really early. I was only sixteen years old. I was such a big Macho Man Randy Savage fan. I loved that motherfucker. Randy Moss in his in the peak of his career, I one hundred percent. I loved him. I loved him too. These are like you know, if this one's funny, it's because just right after the Chappelle and uh, Beckham thing, these are two guys I really dug because there's so many people that really didn't hate him, but I that like that kind of hated him, but I loved him so much. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take Randy Moss on this one because I think he is. I think Randy Moss is the greatest receiver ever to play in the NFL. Wow! And him hanging the moon to the Green Bay fans in that playoff game for, as a tiebreaker. I think Randy Moss is the greatest receiver ever to play in the NFL. Not Keyshawn. <laughs> Randy Moss is better than Jerry Rice. Randy Moss is better. Whoa! Than 
Randy Moss is a better receiver than Jerry Rice. Better. He's the single best player ever to play that position in the NFL. Randy Moss. Makisha? <laughs> that's that's my USC fandom talking there. That's my USC thing. Uh seriously, not Keisha. Any, anyways. Uh last one. I put it up on the uh Twitter account and Facebook account earlier on. Uh last one for the night, Dave. Who is better? Jose Cuervo or Jose Altuve? Jose Cuero is a tough one, right? Because there's different brands and levels of the things you have with Jose Cuervo, right? There's different like situations that you get yourself into with Jose Cuervo. Exactly. And Jose Altuve is always good, but he may have an edge, right? So do you know what you're getting or is someone coming with, a, with an added thing? I'm going to take Jose Cuervo because... You can't trust what you're getting with Jose Altuve. I uh, I put it up there. I, I thought there were some very very funny responses that made made me laugh quite a bit. The uh, one was oh, Jose Altuve uh, cheated. Jose Cuervo makes you cheat. Um, yeah, Ho, uh, Cuervo so much better. And uh, Adam Hulse, he said, they both make me sick. So, you know, there's different different responses on uh, Jose Cuervo and, and Jose Altuve. Um, yeah. I can't do tequila. Like, not – I can I, – I like a margarita. I can't do shots. I can't. It I will. It 100% depends on the brand that you're drinking. Yeah. Like until I tasted good tequila, I didn't know good tequila existed. Like that shit they poured here in Lethbridge, Alberta back in the day, it was awful. Oh. Fucking awful. Prairie fire. You gotta have a prairie fire. Cool. I don't gotta have a prairie fire. You know what? You guys are throwing those up. I'm gonna fucking throw it on the floor and pretend I drank it. I did that. I people that bought me that shit. I poured, I poured, after the age of 21, I poured more on the floor than I did down my gullet. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Fuck that shit. Anyways. No, Dave, fun show tonight. We started off foreigner. We got a little bit silly near the end of it, which we always hope to do. And uh, I hope we entertain entertain the masses and keep, keep, hope people keep listening. We're po- approaching the 30,000 download mark, which is a... Uh, Huge accomplishment for our little show. We've got come a long ways from the basement down here in the tavern. Uh, quite proud of what we got going on. Uh, be sure to uh, be sure to um, help our sponsors out. Who help us us out? Fans Edge, Seat Geek, Manscape, and Bulldog. We'll put all all, all the uh, uh, links out there. Jim's taking care of the commercials. We did a few uh, reads today, so we very good. But most importantly, the 1420 Sports Podcast, four beer sports talk, and a whole lot more. Take care of each other. More important, take care of yourself if you need to be around. Keep your stick on the ice, and what else? Don't sing at high pitches. Get it? I got it. (laughs) Don't sing at high pitches, Jimmy. I'm, I'm totally looking forward to hearing your song, buddy. 
Dim's us videos on tomorrow. Sweet Desiree. We'll put it on our social media accounts. You guys make sure you listen. Tell them how good it is and everything else. We'll talk to you guys again on Thursday night. Pass it on. Support our sponsors, please. Um, that's all I can say. We, we finally got some sponsors to help you guys out who have been listening to us for so long. We, we appreciate that. Support them because they support us. And then uh, who knows what's coming forward. We can almost buy a bag of popcorn with all the support we got. Well, you know, that's one more bag of popcorn than we had last week. Yeah, I can eat popcorn. I can bet. That fucking chick, I saw her eat chicken wings. Jesus, it's unbelievable. I imagine. What, do you just put a, like a strap around it and put it on her face? Like a feed bag. bag? It's a fucking feed bag. <laughs> it's a fucking feed bag. Or a Renbucker feed bag. <laughs> That's great to me. I'm glad she doesn't listen. Anyways, 1420 Sports <laughs> Podcast. Four viewers first talking a whole lot more. Sweet Desiree from Jimmy Valentine. redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.